What is good, good people? You are now listening to the At The Plate Podcast with Danny Foxworth, and I'm your humble narrator, Danny Foxworth. Pitchers and catchers are reporting next week, and to say that I'm excited about that would be a gross understatement. But enough about that. I got a guest in the building this evening. He is the host of Beyond the Awkward Brandon Silvers. I had the pleasure of chopping it up with him over the weekend, and you know we had some vittles, shared some ideas, and now I got him in the building with me, and we're talking baseball. Former Charleston Logator ball boy, Charleston, South Carolina zone. Give it up for Brandon Silvers. He's in the building. What's good, bro? Man, I'm excited to be here, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man. So uh, just getting us starting off, um, we'll talk about Beyond the Art with Brandon Silvers. What was the uh, reason, the impetus behind you putting the podcast together? Yeah. So. I actually, I've got like a business management type type background, and and during the pandemic, I was doing some consulting for small businesses and was really looking to help specifically like black owned businesses here in the Low Country. Mm-hmm. And I, at the same time, I got the news that the Charleston Chronicle was closing, which is the longtime black newspaper here in Charleston. And so I was trying to reach out to help them. I connected with someone else locally here in media and that didn't end up working out. But then through connecting with some people trying to save the Chronicle, I was like, man, we're all like minded and Charleston needs black media. So we started to, we decided to start our own thing in the people's beat. And I was supposed to initially be behind the scenes with that. But when you have a small crew, like everyone's got to do a little bit of everything. So they were like, all right, what kind of content do you feel comfortable talking about creating? What do you got? So I was like, well, man, that, as you know, doing, saying something publicly, speaking publicly, putting yourself out there, that, that really narrows down your boldness. But I was like, man, I could probably talk about some sports. So. Uh, got started with the podcast and, and eventually was able to shift to doing it solo. And here I am. Love it. Love it. And he puts out podcasts, new episodes every Mondays and bonus episodes on Fridays. It's in this riveting sports talk. He does sports picks on Fridays. Got a YouTube channel. You got to check that out. It's beyond the art where Brandon Silver subscribe. Stop playing yourself. Subscribe. And look at, look at what, like, we got at the plate, we got beyond the arc with Brandon Silvers, we got big things happening in the low country. I mean, look, he had me on his podcast last year to talk about the Charleston Low Gators, and I mean, it's only right that I return the favor. So. Amen. And I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep going back to that. Well, Danny Foxworth will be returning soon. Yes, sir. Make that happen. Book it. So now you're starting in baseball. Like, how, what started your love? For the sport, well, I I guess kind of like most little kids in the '90s, it was video games. Hmm. The Ken Griffey Jr. baseball game. My cousin had it on Super Nintendo. Yeah, I would tear that thing up whenever we would go visit him. I was all about Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr. was just like the coolest dude in the world to me. One hundred percent. The backwards hat, the swing. I mean, his that swing. It don't even look real. His swing. So effortless with it. Yep. I still so say no, it if No, go ahead. I said if I still say it, had he not gotten injured, I truly believe he would have got the eight hundred home runs. 
Yes. And, and, and that's a real shame because he was truly like one of the dudes from that era, one of the few who you didn't hear any of like the steroid, anything around him. Mm-hmm. Just a, a dude with a sweet swing. Yeah. Now that love of baseball carrying on to you latching your pitching your wagon to a particular team. So Los Doyers, LA Dodgers. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about that. How did you become a fan of the Dodgers being so in South great, Carolina? I know. I know. Uh, it's, this is, this is kind of crazy. So I mentioned my love for Griffey. That was real young. And that wasn't, I wasn't like super into baseball, but then I got super into baseball during the 98 home run race. Mm, yeah. Like Sammy Sosa, he could do no wrong. Like I was all about the, the hop, skipping the jump and hitting the, hitting the thing when he touched yeah. home plate <laughs> and everything. And so I was real into baseball for a little bit there, pulling for the Cubs, uh, in middle school. And then when the wheels kind of fell off of major league baseball with the steroid scandals and all that, I kind of took a step back and I would keep up, keep up with it, like watching on sports center and as being in South Carolina, I'm also oddly uh, a Lakers fan. So come back around 2012, Magic buys the Dodgers. I'm like, you know, I'm going to support Magic. He's an icon. And then uh, along with that, it was really good timing because my best friend introduced me to someone else who would end up becoming my other best friend. And he's a diehard baseball fan. Like he's he's up there. He's close to Danny Foxworth. I'm not going to say he surpasses (laughs) Danny Foxworth. But it was around this time he was talking to me about this Dodger. The Dodgers had a new prospect from from Cuba. The dude was electric. He said, I know you're a casual baseball fan, but when they call this dude up, you need to pay attention. That was obviously Yasiel Puig. Puig got called up the first month he was called up. He looked like the greatest player of all time. He did. Yes, he did. So. I was all bought in at that. Now the Dodgers were winning. Puig was incredible. Magic's there. They had me. Man, I tell you what, Puig. Oh my God. I mean, came in like just played. He played like his hair was on fire. Yes. And he was like six, two, two thirty. He looked like a running back. Yeah. I mean, he was jacked, but he could run. We didn't always want him running the bases because that could get interesting. <laughs> But had a cannon for an arm and he could, he could hit, he had like double power, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, the curveball did not treat him, off speed pitches did not treat him well. Uh, I can relate. Yeah. I mean, if Michael <laughs> Jordan can't hit it, then it don't need to be hit. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Puig, what a time. Yeah, indeed. It was pandemonium at Chavez Ravine. Yes. So what was some of your favorite and least favorite moments being a fan of the L.A. Dodgers? So my favorite moment was probably game four of the 2018 World Series. And we obviously did not win that World Series. But for a split second, I thought we were destined to. Game three, we'd won it in 18 innings, something ridiculous against wow. the Red Sox. Game four, we're at Dodger Stadium. We've got a chance to tie the series up. Puig comes up, and this was after Puig had kind of fell out of favor with fans and everything. Mm-hmm. And 
he was a, a clubhouse issue or whatever they were calling him. But I'm still sticking behind Puig. I'm loyal. He comes up. I think it was like bottom of the sixth. Uh, we're already up one nothing. He has a three run bomb. And I was like, this is destiny. We're going to win it. Kobe Bryant's there. There's this great picture of Puig looking at the ball going out and Kobe standing with his arms up. Yep. And I'm like, this is it. We're going to win it. Now we didn't even win that game, but for that <laughs> moment, that was the happiest I've ever been as a baseball fan. And that, yeah, I do remember that moment. That was, that was an awesome picture of Kobe with, have his heart with his arms in the air like that. And I thought it was a wrap, man. I thought this is it. We come back. It's, it's nothing to it. <laughs> and I was wrong. Baseball is cruel. But but to your credit, y'all redeemed yourselves in 2020 and got the and got the World Series title. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So that that's probably a close. That's a cl- very close second. Um, but I feel like it's kind of easy to say winning the World Series is your best moment. I thought we were like you don't understand 2018 when he hit that ball out. I just knew I would have lost so much money. <laughs> so. What are some of your your lowest moments as a fan of the Dodgers? Well, I got a good amount because we are not known for our playoff success. Like you mentioned, we got the the COVID um, World Series, uh, but I just told you about one with the Red Sox. I couldn't even enjoy the rest of the game. They'd already beat us. And then... Game seven of 2017 against against the Astros. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you go into a game seven thinking anything can happen. We can pull this off. And then I think by the second inning, it was a wrap. I think it was already five nothing. You knew this is over with. Obviously, it came out. They cheated and they didn't do the right thing. and Give us the World Series. But you just <laughs> knew. Uh, you couldn't even, there was no drama, no suspense. I didn't even watch the end of the game. I got to like the fourth inning and I was like, this is enough of this. Already tuned out. Yep. And so uh, who are some of your favorite non-Dodgers baseball players? It can be present or past. Present or past. Well, definitely, like I said, I was all about Sammy Sosa. Big Sammy guy. Um, Andrew McCutcheon. I also like like the list of guys who had weird names that would sound funny when when I was playing the video games growing up. Like, man, baseball has a ton of them. Mark Grezelonic, uh Walt Weiss was a weird one. Mickey Morandini, these little, and they were mostly five nine, one hundred and fifty pound shortstops. I think, um, yeah. but I liked. Uh, it's hard to say now because he was a Cardinals legend, but Albert Pujols, like he just was a machine. He was. Uh, so, and yeah, McCutcheon, I like Jazz Chisholm. I know people were upset. Ooh. He's on the cover of yes. uh, the yes. baseball video game. I smiled so big when I saw that he got that. Co- I love Jazz Chisholm. Which is wild. Cause I don't even, I mentioned my love for baseball came from video games. I don't even play video games anymore, but uh, it was good to see him on the cover. I know. Obviously, baseball purists wanted a better player, but I like the entertaining guys yeah. even more than I like the guys with, with weird names. Like, if you're entertaining, I'm there. I'm all about the bat flips and all that. Me too. Give me all of the bat flips. Him, Jazz Chisholm, and Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. 
Tim Anderson, I don't even know if he likes watching baseball, but he he can play the hell out of the game. He does. I, I feel like I heard him in an interview call it boring, but and he's just so he's just so cool. That's what baseball needs more cool. I one hundred I could not agree more. And so now I'm, I'm, the real reason why I got you here is because let's throw all the baseball stuff out of the way for a second. Okay. I got five pressing questions that I need to ask Brandon Silvers. Got so you. I'm- the first and last questions are the same questions I ask every guest and questions two through four are going to be 100% random. So question number one, and I know you've been dying to give the answer to this. What were the ideal items on Brandon Silvers school lunch tray? Got you. So for those of you who don't know, you probably figured out if you talk to me long enough, I'm an only child. So as a result, I got to bring my lunch to school because okay. there was only one lunch you had to make. So I was known as like the snack king. And for good reason. I would my favorite lunch that I would bring, I would show up with the Lunchables pizza. Mm-hmm. So it had like the two regular pizzas and then it had the dessert pizza with the M&Ms. You had really? to have that. Yes. Incredible. Had like a chocolate sauce and M&Ms. And I would portion out my pepperoni. So I would have like one non pepperoni, then like a completely only pepperoni pizza because I love pepperoni. Mm -hmm. Then I'd have my little dessert pizza. And then I'd have to have some gushers. That that would count as my fruit. Yes. Was the gushers. (laughs) Good call. Um, I think I might have diabetes. And then the Swiss roll cakes. You are speaking my language, Jack. Wish roll cakes with a little squeeze it. Remember the squeezes back in the day? That's it. That's all you need. I'm I'm lightweight ashamed that I get so giddy talking about school lunch, but I mean, look, it's something that everybody can relate to. That and it was so good. They I feel like the kids these days they don't have the options like we have because I don't know if it's more health conscious or what the parents are doing, but I feel like all the preservatives that I ate as a child are going to keep me here much longer just because I'm going to be preserved like the gushers were. It's just like Chad Johnson with the McDonald's. Exactly. Chad Johnson, he couldn't be wrong about nutrition advice. Eat McDonald's every day. Exactly. He said it builds up a callus. Yeah. Well, (laughs) exactly. I can't disagree with him. (laughs) Question number two. What would your walk-up music be if you were a baseball player? Oh, this is a real good question. So I think I'm gonna have to go with either Man of the Year by Schoolboy Q mm-hmm. or All Eyes on Me by Tupac. Hey, come on now. I like Who's that. Up? I like those. Those are some two strong picks. Very I think strong. I saw I saw you post something too about Juicy and California Love. Yeah. Those are I those are overplayed. Yeah. Those guys got so much good music, especially Pac. He's got like, I feel like he just released another album last week. I don't know how he's doing it, <laughs> but you're right. We didn't, let's hang it up with the juicy and the California. Let's give them a rest. Yeah. Once I got to the point where I'd be walking down downtown Charleston and I would see college of Charleston kids in their golf carts blasting California love. I'm I like, yeah, it's, That's a it's time to cut it loose. Yes. Yes. Completely now, agree. Question number three. What scared the hell out of you as a child? Heights. Bird. Do heights. not like heights. That's even, I've gotten better about it. 
Uh, but if God wanted me to be up height, if he wanted me to be up high, I feel like I'd have wings of some kind. So <laughs> let me stay close. Like I'm just, I just don't need to be off the ground. Yeah. That, that's a, that's, a, that's some pretty good rationale. Yeah. I just, I'm just, just keep me here where I belong. Dig it. I tell you what scared the hell out of me as a child was the thriller music video. Oh, oh my God. To, that's a good one. To this, to this day, if I'm at my parents' house and it just so happens to come on, they're going to laugh and point at me still <laughs> at, at my big age. I'm trying to think if there's a a movie or something that did that to me. I remember I couldn't make it through the like the phone call portion of Scream when I was little. Like the really? initial phone call, I think it was Drew Barrymore mm-hmm. gets killed right off the bat. They tried to play that. My mom wanted to watch it one Halloween. Tried to play it. No, no, thank you. I'm done. <laughs> so that in heights, if you played that for me up high, that would have been it for me. We wouldn't be having this conversation. That's the that's the double factor right there. I don't need it. <laughs> Question number four. What's the first live show that you attended without adult supervision? Mm, that's a good question. Because I don't get out much like you. Um, I think, okay, so Nelly came to Charleston with Florida Georgia Line. Really? Now, I'm, I'm obviously not a Florida Georgia Line guy, but I'm a big Nelly guy. And mm-hmm. so I guess I had to go. I thought it was going to be, I guess, a closer genre than it turned out being. Yeah. But I did get to see Nelly. So... But that was that was super late because, like I said, I didn't when I was growing up, I didn't I was playing sports and stuff. I didn't have time to go to shows, even even into college. So this was real late that I finally went to my first show. And I was like, I'm gonna go see Nelly. And I was like, man, this crowd looks different than I would expect a Nelly crowd to see. But, you know, he's he's a cross cultural icon. So I get it. We're in Charleston. And then like the show kept going. I was like, but it was still fun. All right, so tying into that, quick, I'm a quick question four B. I'm gonna call it audible here. What's your favorite Nelly song? Ooh, okay. Solo Nelly song is gonna have to be just purely ridiculous too. Uh, Pimp Juice, where he's hey, like singing in falsetto and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what he's doing. Um, but then also batter up. Yeah, but I know he's got every. He brings everyone in on that. But uh, pimp juice. I used to try to hit them high notes too. Oh, me too. It was, me it was too. Ugly. Me too. Then, last question: What was the last thing that made you laugh uncontrollably? It was today. Uh, NBA trade trade deadlines today, and Pat Beverly for the Lakers was just posting yesterday <laughs> about being reunited with D'Angelo Russell and they got him out of here he with swiftness and I couldn't be happier, but it was like, why, why would Pat Beverly think that he was untouchable for any reason? Oh man. I couldn't agree more. This is, this is an anti Pat bad podcast. And, and that's this, the only you, reason I came on. You really got to be a, a despicable human being for me to not like you. And I, Ever since he's sabotaged OKC's playoff chances. That's right. 
went right at Westbrook's knee and ended up tearing Westbrook's meniscus. And it was downhill. And we didn't make it out of that round against the Grizzlies. He's so, just, just a ridiculous person in every way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that wraps up the five questions. So is there anything that you want to plug or promote while you're here? Floor is yes. yours. Yeah, so please check me out. Like Danny was saying, Beyond the Art with Brandon Silvers. Everywhere you listen to At the Plate with Danny Foxworth, you can listen to Beyond the Art with Brandon Silvers. Uh, check me out on Instagram at the Brandon Silvers. I post everything there from there. You'll be able to find me everywhere. And I'm going to get Danny back on the show. If you feel like you know about sports, I want you on the show too. Because my thought process is everybody's an expert. Love it. And I tell you, I got to get back on there soon because I had such a good time talking Low Gators basketball with you. Low Gators basketball. I didn't know you because you mentioned you were going to start a podcast. And, man, you got on that quick. So yeah. a lot of people talk, but you here we are. And so, yeah, we got to do something for baseball season, too. Yeah. And I mean, pitchers and catchers reporting next week. And it's we're, I think, 49 days away from opening day. So hey, in the meantime, and in between time. Yep, we got to get on it. So yeah, definitely. we'll we'll make something happen. So if you're still listening, I greatly appreciate it. This is at the plate with Danny Foxworth. Like, subscribe, download, and I tell you, I appreciate the positive feedback that I got from the previous episode. Shout out my dog Jameson Scott. Shout out Timothy from Seattle. I appreciate y'all more than y'all more than I can tell y'all seriously because this is. This is a new experience for me, and I'm just just learning as I go. And to get that positive feedback, that's an awesome feeling. Let's me know that I'm on the right track. So with that being said, this has been another episode of At the Plate with Danny Foxworth. And until next time, y'all be good. Three strikes.